If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. Okay, go this way. That was dumb. Look we are. Action Victory Monday. Woo! To everyone in the sports universe. It is September the 26th, 2022. This is the AM Drive on our Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook pages. Four thumbs up, see me action? Thumbs up. Yes, again. I am Michael Carvalho saying what's up, action man. Good morning, Michael. You know, I got to give a quick shout out to uh, all the moms, the wives, the, the women in the household or or the single dads or whatnot who, who corral the children during NFL Sunday so that their husbands or sports fans can watch the games. Because I have my kids all weekend by myself and it is hard to pay attention to all the football with the kids running around. Hey, Mama Sammy. Woohoo! <laughs> Good I did the best I could, but man, they, they are a handful. <laughs> oh, those are the best kids in the world. I love them, but the, you know, it's hard to watch football. <laughs> right. So like, come on. Like, I don't care about your stupid snacks. Don't get it. No. Um, yeah. hey, this is a cool website, right, Sammy? Very cool. Oh, Mike and Aaron Drive.com. I believe both these jerseys came from there too, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Click in the F. Click in the F. And that's just one of the things you can do on our mighty, mighty website, Mike and Aaron Drive.com. It's our link tree, but we got a cute little nickname for Mike and Aaron Drive.com. It's got our sponsors, shop, socials, and YouTube all in one place. Visit our website today and support the show. Thanks for doing that. Um, So this will be, we have four games to talk about on this Action Monday. First one being Sunday Night Football. Carrie Underwood Sunday Night Football. Broncos defeat the 49ers. I, I know I said let, let Russ cook, but this was more about let's just hope Jimmy G doesn't have to. I mean, good God. He looked like he hadn't started a game in his, ever in his life. I'm like, I thought this guy was like the creme de la creme of, of his of his team, and think almost like a like, hey, low key Trey, good thing Trey Lance. I'm like, wow, what the crap? He that is not the same guy. And that Broncos defense, sure, they played Geno Smith and Davis Mills well. Come on, man, you're the, you're the veteran. What happened, Sammy? That they I can't mean, be we- just playing in Denver. We found out that the G stands for garbage in Jimmy G, and we also Ooh. found out why the Niners were so high on Trey Lance and were so insistent that he was going to start this year. Told Jimmy, you. Yeah, Jimmy G's a pedestrian backup. I mean, he's not an NFL starting quarterback right now. I mean, last year he played well. He he was not the reason they won, but he wasn't the reason they lost. And if you have to put the ball in his hands, you're not going to win games. Yeah, and this showed that, like, I forgot. I think he fumbled at one play. The next drive, he threw like one of the the stupidest interceptions. Like I'm, like I don't even know what he's doing. I forgot what happened the last drive, but it wasn't pretty either. It's just like, dude, like again, like your entire. I wonder why George Kittle was not involved again. Well, they're like they're so hell bent on running the football, Sammy. I haven't seen George Kittle in a long in a while in this offense. He might have a game every five games, but it's like, what, what, 
Where has he been at in the offense? I mean, he cannot be that hurt. I, I don't know how hurt he is. He definitely didn't play well. Um, I, you know, in the in the highlights I saw and the watching the game live, he wasn't open a lot. So I mean, I, I know they were shifting their focus towards him, uh, but their defense was amazing. The the Broncos defense played fantastic. Broncos D was good, and but again, like when you play Davis Mills and Geno Smith and we swung too. I know you're in Denver, but man, Russell Wilson did everything that. They did everything they could to lose the game, too. I mean, Nathaniel. Besides the last drive that, that led Russell Wilson got a touchdown, but still. I have a lot of complaints about NFL coaching this week, and Nathaniel yep. Hackett is awful. And he is an awful head coach. I, I, I am shocked that he still has a job. Uh, and, and the thing is, like, their defense bails them out in this game when he calls the worst games you can ever. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how these coaches. Don't understand how game flow works, how you can clock manage properly. I mean, it's ridiculous. 17-year-old kids who play Madden know better. Yes, it's, they it's do. Terrible. It's terrible. You still play Madden, right? You play uh, Madden? I haven't played Madden in years, but oh, I, I used to. I used to play Madden as a kid, but in Madden, like at least you learn like how to use the clock properly. Yeah, I was I was yelling at my TV, there's two minutes and six seconds left on the clock. You know the the Niners have all three timeouts, and Nathaniel Hackett's running the ball with a with a, 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 um, a running back dive up the middle for no apparent reason. I mean, throw the football. There's literally no reason you shouldn't throw the football here. You can burn all six seconds, maybe more. You can get a first down. You can you can move the ball down the field a little bit so that you give them a, a longer. It just it makes no sense. So you would run the ball there. It doesn't burn a timeout. It doesn't help you get a first down. It's just bad play calling. It, it, it makes no sense. I agree with that. It does make no sense because um, me and Aaron have talked about it. Like, didn't they give up like a bunch to get this guy named, oh, I don't know, Russell Wilson? And didn't they like hire a coach who, I don't know, was an offensive minded guy with Nathaniel Hackett? Like, what do we do? This conservative crap. That they, but then remember, they have Jerry Judy and all these guys. But it's like they're non existent right now. Like out of all teams that are winning ugly games right now, hello Colts. This is like the the team that should not be doing that whatsoever, and they've got two of the ugliest wins you can see in NFL history. Man, it's just gross. Yeah, I mean that game. That game last night was was really hard to enjoyable defensive battle. Not the Bucks Packers, where you know if you felt like it was you know one play away from breaking open, these these quarterbacks couldn't move on. I mean, they they just did not play well. Uh, defense has played great. And on a side note, that game should have been a score Gami. I'm so bummed. Uh, there was one other time that score ever happened, 11 to 10. And so, yeah, and if you look it up, that game ended kind of controversially. So, 11 to 10, we should have saw a score Gami last night. That's a fair point. And so, why do you say the score Gami was not a thing before? Because the broadcast mentioned that it was in like with a Chargers game years ago. Yeah, the Chargers game that ended 11 to 10. It was like 2007, 2008. On the last play of the game, Philip Rivers throws a pass. They get a lateral. You know, Ladanian Tomlinson laterals it to I forget who. And Troy Palomalu knocks the lateral out of the air, picks it up, and like runs it back for a touchdown. So the game should have ended 17 to, to 10. The referee threw a flag for an illegal forward pass on the lateral. But there was no legal forward pass. It was an erroneous call that the NFL and the referee both admitted afterwards was a mistake. 
So that, that touchdown should have stood, and the final score of that game should have been 17-10, which would have mm. made last night's game 11-10 as the only time in history it's ever happened. So the refs in 2008, you know, they, they ruined it for us last night. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I always look forward to scoregamis. They're a fun thing to kind of track. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like when baseball history happens, like it just doesn't doesn't happen very much. Yeah, I mean, because of the nature of football being, you know, threes and sevens, you know, you don't get too many odd scores anymore. But uh, yeah, that one should have been that one should have been one. Fair enough. Let's take a quick break so Sammy can rejoin the action here because his connection is brutal. When we come back, we're talking um, Packers. And Brady Rogers possible last duel, whatever duel was yesterday. Colts beat the Chiefs and the Dolphins won a pretty nasty game. We'll be right back. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. If you want the best in sports merchandise like these awesome, try to say sexy jerseys, you've got to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and do what? Click the F. Woo-hoo-hoo! got to click the F. When you click the F, the, the entire fanatic experience is at your disposal. So go there. Get your stuff. Support your team and us. And for that, we thank you. MikeAndAaronDrive.com. So, Packers beat the Buccaneers. I put Rodgers Gator Mouth Brady because Aaron's not on the show today. But this game, in the end, you could tell Tom Brady was just he had just one just one guy to throw to. But he made a point before this game that even the commentator mentioned. He was like, Oh, um, you know, playing with Cole Beasley, who they signed like three days ago. I've been I feel like I've been playing with him for 20 years. Gee, Tom. 
Just say he's a slow. Just say he's a white guy who gets open. Come on, man. Don't do that. He's been playing with these guys for years. Of course, you feel like we've been playing with him for years. He's literally Julian Allen, Chris Hogan, Scotty Miller reincarnated into Cole Beasley. He's always been that guy. So I, I can see that happening. But man, I just feel like, why are the Packers doing this? I know Buccaneers do this is insane. But Packers do it. They don't trust Aaron Rodgers anymore. And I, I don't know why. He's like a back to back MVP. And they just don't trust him. It's all physical. Unless you're going to air it out in the playoffs, this seems like the first three weeks, they're very conservative with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't understand why. Well, they have nobody who can get open. N- neither team. Mm. If, you, if you watch that game, neither team had open receivers all game long. Uh, the defense yeah. played pretty fantastic in that game. But, yeah, the Packers, the Packers were using the guy Dobbs, who nobody really even heard of. You know, Christian Watson, I don't even know if he had a catch. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the receivers are terrible on, bo- on both sides. You know, Russell Gage was a, a, a castaway in Atlanta, and he was the best receiver on the Buck side. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the receiving core on both these teams were pretty terrible. As a matter of fact, I really feel like I missed the boat on betting under in this game. I said Rodgers would win. Well, I, I, said, I said Packers would win. I said it'd be an ugly game, one of the ugliest games of the week. And I'm not surprised this turned into like a, a poop fest because it was just – if you wanted to see Rodgers and Brady, it's not what you got. Let's be fair. Now, you got to see Brady at the end. And, and even the end, he still – I love how he was waiting for that one final call to go his way. And the ref's like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> they got like three calls in that, in that, in that, in that final drive, and he's just waiting on the field. And then like, oh, you guys aren't going to – oh, now you're not going to call nothing. Like, come on, man. Quit doing well, that. You know, I, I, I've been continually hammering these play callers, but the the Bucks went right down the field on the last possession. When, when they needed, when, it's, it's, it's so weird. Why not call plays like that all game long, right? Why not go into the hurry up, use your aggressive play calling, have Tom Brady throw the ball? Like, it makes no sense to me. They literally, when the Packers knew they were going to throw, which is when they can play a defense set up to protect against the throw, Brady carves them up. But all game long, they want to play this conservative crap where they can't move the ball. It makes no sense to me. That goes to my point that maybe the NFL is a little bit rigged. <laughs> it's like, golly, day, dude. I, I was about, it's funny because before that game happened, I was going to text you guys and I, I forgot to. I was like, you know, why is it like in the two-minute offense, all of a sudden teams just resurrect themselves? Like, oh, we've been waiting to do this the entire game. What? Like, what? Maybe they're just feeling around. Maybe it's the adjustments at halftime or something. That like you know, they, I don't know. The interview back when the uh, the greatest show on turf won, right? When Mike March was the offensive coordinator of the Rams, and in the preseason before uh, Trent Green got hurt, they were talking about how their offense was going to be really good. And what he said was, "We realized our two minute stuff was basically unstoppable, and so oh. Mike March implemented it for the full game." And you saw what the Rams did in that first season when they implemented their two-minute offense as their full game plan. They just tore up the NFL. I, and I just don't understand why. Was it Jared Goff too, or was that with Stafford? Sorry, was that was Jared Goff or Stafford? No, no. This is back when Mike March and Trent Green were the. Oh, were the player. And then Kurt, Kurt Warner uh, ended up becoming the quarterback after Trent Green got hurt. Right. And he was a backup who never played in the NFL, and he basically won the MVP on on the fact they threw the ball forty times a game and just. They lit up the NFL playing this two-minute offense all game long and won a Super Bowl and went to a second Super Bowl. You would think somebody would have learned something from this. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Um, but uh, you're right about that. 
But I do wonder if, like, the adjustments in that two-minute drill, because you obviously have to work on and practice two in the clutch. So I wonder if, like, certain teams' defensive two-minute drills are just not as good. I mean, you would you would think that I don't know. You'd think that if your offense is better in the two minute drill, the defenses are expecting throws. They're also going to be better, but it's just not well, the case. I mean, teams go right down the field. That's a good. Point. <laughs> I'm not going to harp on that anymore because that's just ugly to think about. <laughs> but I'm like, eh, makes you kind of wonder sometimes. I mean, the Raiders couldn't move the ball all game against the Titans, but down eight with the ball in 240 left, they went right down the field and scored a touchdown. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I mean, you're making it worse. <laughs> oh. even, Matt Ryan, even Matt Ryan scored a touchdown when they needed one at the end of the game. Shiver me, Timbers. That's a great transition, Timmy. Matty Ice. Hey, if you know, I love this Andrew Lock jersey, but if I could just, like, you know, like, cut this. Cut this like one off. I'd be, I'd be good. Mike, I don't, I don't know what's going on on the other side of that camera, but maybe we should just focus on football. Oh come on, no, you dirty man. Um, hey, so the Colts. I I told people I I wasn't going to give them betting advice, but what I did tell them was, don't be surprised if the Colts make this ugly and play keep away, and that's what they did. We still had no Shaquille Leonard, but you know it, it it almost helps a quarterback, hi Tom Brady, to have your best receivers on the field, even if, if their names are Michael Pittman, and I forget the other one's name, but it, it kind of oh um Alec Pierce the the rookie, it kind of helps when you have those guys on the field, wouldn't you say, Sammy? You know Michael Pittman proved to me at least from watching this game that he is a difference maker for that offense because. They looked awful with him out, and they mm-hmm. at least looked at least they looked decent with him in. I mean, thank Ma- you. Ma- Matty Ice mi- did not make the big mistakes that he's been making in previous games. Right? He still got sacked, I think, four or five times, but he didn't throw the big pick. He didn't have the big fumbles, you know. Well, and and they were able to they were able to at least punt the ball and give themselves a chance to play real defense. Uh, and if they avoid those turnovers, this is a playoff caliber team. Matty Ice has been unable to do that in the first two games, which is why they had no wins. But you know, good on them. They played well. They they definitely uh, held Mahomes and, and, and company in check. And Mahomes actually could not do the two-minute drill in that final part of the game, which yeah, I was I, impressed about. I was like, wow, Colts defense is pretty good. Yeah, the Colts defense is really good. And, you know, people still – people have been hammering road favorites in the NFL for the last couple of years, and I think they're, they've been winning. But it still holds true to me that if you're a playoff-caliber team winning – being at home is still an advantage and it's hard to beat a good playoff team at home. Titans proved it yesterday. You know, Colts proved it yesterday. It's tough to go into their building and win a tight, tough, close game. What if I told you the Colts only have one loss this season? And, and you know, it's funny because you look at the media. I see, I hate doing this again because like we just talked about, you know, the two minute drill being all fishy. Isn't it weird how like the people like who the NFL pays to talk about their game kind of like, paints this narrative that the Colts suck and blow it up. And then, like, as soon as they got people thinking that, like, oh, the Colts aren't bad, that bad after all. And then people like me say, I told you so. It's almost like the NFL, like, for an office, like, say, hey, paint this picture to, for the drama, even though we know the game's going to play out better than that. I, I'm sorry. I cannot possibly agree with you. They, they no, lost I'm saying, the game. I'm they saying they the rig game. it. No, no, no. I'm saying your 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 point. They only have one loss to me is ridiculous. They played oh, Jacksonville and Houston. 
They played Jacksonville and Houston. Did Justin Herbert play yesterday? I'm confused. I mean, barely. He, he oh, give me a break. Hurt. No, he's not obviously hurt. He is okay. No, he played he is good. He's a tier two quarterback, which I keep saying. He's not that guy yet. I mean, he didn't play like a tier two quarterback. He played terrible. That's, that's good for him. Dude, I'm telling you, the Jaguars are not a bad team. I agree like, with you. And even the Texans, like, they've got Lovey Smith, who's a physical coach. But when you say not a bad team, you're talking about a team that's still going to win, I don't know, seven games, Jacksonville? Right, they're going to finish about 500, probably slightly below 500. They're not, they're not a playoff team, right? And so you have a win, you have a win against Kansas City, which is amazing, but you have a loss against a team that has zero wins, and you have a tie against a team that has no, no, you have a loss against a team that has that's not a playoff team in Jacksonville, and you have a tie against a team that has zero wins. So, I mean, you you can't say they played well this season. (laughs) Another thing I want to mention a lot of people, you know, because you know, you, you are you're part of fantasy talks. Mm-hmm. Outside of the show, because we don't do a lot of fantasy talk here. Um, isn't it funny how like Jonathan Taylor was like, Oh, pick him number one. I've told people, watch your mouth. He was again very pedestrian. He had a couple of nice runs. He had 91 total yards. We had touched the ball 25 times or 30 times. Finally, Frank Reich. Thank you very much. You might get 91 yards. Like, same thing with Saquon Buckley in his rookie season. Yeah, he would break off a 70-yard every now and again. But he was pedestrian for most of the game. Yeah, it's not I, like the, the, the word blocking is terrible right now. Uh, I agree with you. I, I didn't. I don't. I don't have any uh, Jonathan Taylor in my any but drafts. Neither. I didn't get the top. I didn't get a top three pick in any of the drafts I did. But um, I I don't really have an answer as to why he's struggling so bad. I mean, their offensive line is supposed to be very good, no. and. Especially when you you supposedly added a passing threat and quarterback, you should be able to run the ball a little bit better. And they have just not been able to run block at all, or or pass block. To be honest, I mean Matt Matt, Matt Ryan's on his back every game. I mean, oh I think, okay, I think he got sacked five times again. So their, their offensive line definitely is not great. Um, so I, I I don't really have an answer as to why Jonathan Taylor can't run the ball. It's 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 incredible to me. I know he's his there's not opening holes for him like. Like, you look at the right guard yesterday, I, I think it was 63, Pinter or whatever, Pinter. Then you got, like, mauled, like, three times in the game. Like, just pan – like, usually, like, you get the pancake stat for offensive lineman on Madden. He got pancaked himself, like, three times. I mean, look, Jacksonville showed that Houston – or uh, Houston showed they can be run on. I mean, they've been run on by every other team they've played. And Jacksonville got run on a little bit, too. So, I mean, it's not like they're playing these great run defenses. The, the Chiefs have a good defense. I mean, they do. Uh, I agree. They're even, they're playing really good this year, for sure. But even still, they're much better pass defense than they are run defense. So, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's had opportunities to have big games. It just isn't. I on a fantasy perspective, he's definitely been a bust, and I'm not sure really why. Uh, as a matter of fact, I played against him this week, and I'm going to win on the fact that he didn't do much. So, uh, you know, for that right. we thank you. <laughs> right for that we. <laughs> Did you see Chris Jones play on the last drive? I mean, Chiefs fans. Oh. This is so horrible. I'm like, you know, if, if you're right, literally are two referees. Let's call them zebras. There are two zebras right there. After Chris Jones sacks, like helps with a sack, he slams Matt Ryan to the turf. They get back up. Matt Ryan says like one thing. Chris Jones barks, then looks at the ref and looks like this. And the ref throws a flag. Yeah, he's going to call it, pal. He's not back here. He's right there in front of your face. 
You stare down him. You cuss out Matt Ryan. You don't think there's going to be a flag? I mean, I, I don't know that his conduct was uh, necessitated a flag, but the oh, fact the, the fact the fact is you have to be smarter than that, right? You're an NFL yep. player. You, you cannot you cannot give the referees an opportunity to throw a flag on you in that specific situation. And so, you know, that bad on him. I mean, I, I I'm not saying that he was the one that cost him the game, but he certainly gave the the Colts a chance to win it. And you right. know, uh, you know, he, he shouldn't do that. It, it's it's terrible play on his part. But you know, one call I agree is kind of foolish. But even the Rams and Saints playoff game, you can't blame it on that one missed call. If there were so many opportunities, and they just didn't capitalize. But yeah, he he, he was sarcastic in his interview. But excuse me, but he did mention in seriousness that he's like he he has to be a veteran. Like he can't give him the opportunity to do that. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Chris Jones should know better. It's not it's not like he's a. You know, a couple of years back, we had that one that one player who was like staring down the sideline and, and got given a, a taunting call. That that's ridiculous, right? That's the referee trying to become the star of the show. This is in this situation, the referee did what he's supposed to do, which is, you know, pe- penalize the guy who's acting like a fool. And so, you know, I, I don't have a problem with the flag. I, I do have a problem with the conduct of Chris Jones. I think the the flags also real quick before we move to our, our final game, which also had referee in, implications. Actually, let's just move to it. Dolphins game. Um, it's I think refs call flags to like limit things happening. And one should know if they had done this early in the Dolphins Bills game, this would have been a lot less ugly. I mean, this game was pretty brutal. You've got Tua, who I know super slow motion makes it look worse. Matt Milano, it's clear, did not have to do what he did while Tua was midair. Let's be fair. If you even if it's super slow or not, Matt Milano is a very good player. He knows how to control that. Another thing, Chase Edmonds. Gets literally blindsided by safety. Looks woozy afterwards. He comes back in the next place with a touchdown. Um, J- Tyreek Hill helmet popped off. He's like this going to the sideline. And I-, I think there was only a call on like two of the four plays that I saw. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, this is why the refs call this stupid stuff. Because this happens all game long. And it's getting worse and worse. I'm like, I don't know what those refs were seeing. But this game was a lot uglier than it had to be late. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you had mentioned it off camera that the uh, the Players Association is opening up an investigation into the concussion protocols of this game because it doesn't seem like they had any concussion protocol in this all. game. Uh, nobody, even, I don't think anybody was even in the blue tent long enough to get tested. It was it was pretty ridiculous. But I've never seen the heat affect a game quite like this. Like the that heat, was bad. Was, yeah, I mean, the heat index, I guess, in Miami was crazy, and both teams struggled mightily, keeping themselves hydrated, cramps. Exhaustion. I mean, you could see both guys were just exhausted at the and end of Josh the game. Josh Allen afterwards was like laying his head on Tua's shoulder. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you could see how tired Matt uh, um, Josh Allen was, and Josh Allen played a pretty good game. And I mean, yeah, they were just beat. Uh, so I mean, I know those teams put everything out on the field, but hey, man, Miami's three and oh, like let's give it up for Miami. They played well, they played tough teams, and they won every game. So, I, you know, I, I give them a lot of credit. I I know people want to talk about with Tyreek Hill. I really – and this game does not have a lot of Tyreek Hill in it. I want to tell people that it's time to respect Tua officially. I mean, they he made some throws in that game that quarterbacks just are supposed to make, like the good ones are supposed to make. Like that, that, even on the cover two to Jalen Waddell, yeah, Jalen Waddell beats the defense, but that ball has to be thrown pretty accurately for like 50 yards down the field. Like if it's to the left or to the right, like that, that guy's closing fast on the left side. And then, like, the, the dart to the end zone to the guy who's got two touchdowns and two weeks off the practice squad, 
That those were some pretty nice throws by Tua. They they certainly were. Tua Tua has played very well. But can we talk for a second again about game management and time management skills? Because it's really yeah. frustrating, right? The Bills miss out on a field goal at the end of the half because they can't control the clock properly. They miss out on a field goal to end the game because they don't know how to control the clock properly. I mean, come on, guys! Like you're NFL players. This is not hard stuff. Right, you have to know the time, the time and down situation. Your players have to know whether or not to get out of bounds. Or in in the last play, that of the first game, half, the last play was bad. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen fumbles the snap, so he decides to throw it because he thinks he ran out of time. You have to know how much time you have left. I mean, he should have spiked the ball. It's obvious, right? Like you know, I know in the second, in the moment, it's hard to know that, but these are these guys are paid lots of money to, to know that know that's, the, stuff, that's the yeah. point uh and then the last play of the game you know mckenzie decides to try to run and get out of bounds just fall down you, you know there's six there's 18 seconds left to start the play there's he no fell like three times before so why can't he fall down now <laughs> right i mean you give your kicker a shot i mean it's still a 55 yard field goal but so what better than having the clock run out and you the place to 18 seconds, right? Everybody should know if you get the ball in bounds, just go straight down. We can get up and spike it and get another playoff. It's not hard. Uh, It's just incredible to me. These players and these coaching staffs mess it up all the time. Yeah, that was inexplicable. Even Josh Allen said afterwards, like, yeah, it was tough. The goal game was tough, he said. But he took some blame, too. He was like, yeah, we got to know. We got to know that stuff. Absolutely. I mean, NFL's got a lot of good teams, though. They've got a lot of really good teams. Oh yeah, Buffalo's a really good team, and Miami's a really good team too. This is a this is gonna be a good divisional race. I mean, uh, you guys all laughed to put Miami ahead of Buffalo, you know, in my in my in my rankings, but I still kind of feel that way. I think Miami's I like better. Miami. Yeah. Also, one last thing before we give, um, say goodbye to Mars Top Five Tuesday, um, I feel like Miami run the way, <laughs> won the game on red zone defense. It seemed like they knew they were gonna be carved up. And Josh Allen, I think, had like one touchdown pass. Uh, I, I don't remember his stats, but I, he had like 400 throw. yards, 63 pass attempts, and like one touchdown pass. If that, I'm like, that's pretty good red zone defense. Yeah, I, I mean, a couple of times I really felt like the play calling was lacking trying right. to get them in the end zone. Uh, I know they didn't make it on the, the fourth and one from the one. Uh, they had plenty of opportunities to get in the end zone. I mean, I they cost me my, my bet this week. I had over in that game, and I was kind of pissed about it, but – uh, they had every opportunity to fly over, despite the weather, the cramping, and the and the concussions. They still played a pretty good offensive game, but uh, they just couldn't punch it in. You know, good on Miami's defense. I did have the un- have the under because of the- I knew it was going to be a physical AFC East battle. That was the only reason I picked the under in that game. It was a good pick, but yeah, I I still feel like uh, you know I had teased it down to forty seven or whatever. I only needed really like one more touchdown to, to um. make it make it reasonable and there was a lots of opportunities lots of missed opportunities that didn't go into the into the end zone so that's okay i'm you sorry Sammy. go colts baby yeah I, I had i had titans money line so i still did okay this weekend one last thing i will do this on wednesday when aaron comes back the shaving cream pie that i missed because vanderbilt sucks um but yeah i'll see you guys we'll we'll see actually i'll see you guys tomorrow and sammy will have his top five list provided as well as will aaron Thanks so much for watching. See you guys tomorrow. Good to see you, buddy.